what I consider the super producer mm-hmm. is the one stop shop. You know, one stop shop. I don't believe the production is outside of the time where it's actually created. Yes, things can be influenced by it, but if your production is dated, mm-hmm. then the song is dated. Mm. And vision is huge. Oh my if you God. got vision, trust me, you just need personnel at that point. Yeah. And if you got zero ego, you got all the personnel. Hey, I said it's nothing to me. Ain't new to the ring. I son anybody who wanted with me. It's stupidity. If it's I and it's you, wouldn't one of these things is losing to me. Who could it be? Who could it be? Will it be you? Indubitably. Host Vader, the undisputed podcast for the independent music industry, with your hosts Clef Wonder, Jordan, and Calvin the Second. Hey, what's up? Yo, Post yo, Vader yo. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Calvin the Second, mm-hmm. Clef Wonder, Jordan with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the question of the day is kind of a continuation of the last episode. If we do it in that order, well, if we don't, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but today we're talking about what makes great production. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about what makes great songwriting and some of the elements. And it's funny. I think maybe our answers were a little abstract. But yeah, go, but you were little... talking about don't give abstract songs and we're giving <laughs> abstract answers, but. But I, don't, you, I feel like we had I, No we me, went in We, we went all, in we went I, in. Here's the thing we What in. we didn't say Clef definitely said Like, like we oh, all yeah. filled in Different blanks Okay and yeah We, we, I, I we, we, covered we completed the thought Yeah, yeah. But I like you gotta it. You have to define it though Yeah Define what you mean by production Yeah good Oh my god Good production is more Challenging to describe Than a good song Yeah like So like cause Some people think like What well, you mean like Production you mean Vocal production I would say you know, I mean Kind of tapping on What we did In the last one It's something that um, one supports and hopefully enhances the purpose of the song overall. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the production in itself isn't the song. Mm-hmm. The song can have different productions. We know that. So that like, you know, so different production can have a whole different vibe. Mm-hmm. It can have a whole, like, you know, I Will Always Love You, Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Sounds completely different than I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston. Right, same right. song, different production. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hopefully bring And also I think To good production I don't believe The production is Outside of the time Where it's actually created Yes things can be Influenced by it But if your production Is dated Then Mm. the song is dated Mm. So I think To a degree It has to be Modern um, And Hopefully enhance What this song is um, And definitely support it Like it can definitely support If it doesn't support What's going on in the song Or what's trying to be emoted then I would call that, you know, and hopefully not d- distracting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things in there and whatnot. I'm just kind of getting the ball rolling and stuff. But but, I, but to clarify what you're saying, yeah. though, I, I think we're talking about composition specifically, right? Like, yeah. in, in terms of what, because you're saying that- Well, hold up. Production isn't necessarily composition. So what do you, what do y'all mean? Well, when you say I think production? that, that yeah. that's what I, I think that you were trying to figure out. Are we talking about vocal production? Are like, we talking you, about Yeah, because production? I think like, it's because that's what people think. So, uh, I think a lot of people could correct me if I'm wrong when you say if you at least in the context of addressing songwriting and production, mm-hmm. they're going to separate it from uh, song and music mm-hmm. uh, separately. So basically, but I'm I'm also saying that I'm it's not not vocal production and things like that. You can you know because that's, that's that's part, part of it. it. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, are you specifically saying what makes a good Production from the producer side, like as far as instead actually, of, let's say all pro- encompassing. Let's say all encompassing because yeah. you're right. I mean, we can't we can't leave 
engineering and mixing, you know, like like poly, like mm-hmm. we can't leave sonic quality out of the conversation. Yeah. Too. Well, yeah. When you're talking about production, it's the what did you produce at the yeah. end of the day? What was the thing that was delivered? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, that, the delivered that's, song. You know? That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's one way of thinking about yeah. it. So that's so we. That's have like to, the Diddy way. That's the Diddy. Yeah, because they they are you're thinking of it from an executive producers. Mm-hmm. Executive producer is the bottom line final product. No matter what was thrown in that salad, you eat. I, it I get what. So yeah, because we, we could talk about it like a completed yeah. song or just a beat. Yeah, that's also that's, well, that's a way what I'm to saying. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I would say for the listeners on here, I think we should first mm-hmm. maybe tackle the music production side, and then let that progress into what actually makes the final master. A good production. Okay, that Let's way, that. that way, we cover it in case some people only came here for the other part mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. other part. You can fast forward, we got you. or you can stop listening later. I don't know. Do what you want to do. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, in in that case, uh, do you, you want to begin talking about that or what? Uh, which which parts? Sorry. Well, I, I feel like I feel like to your point, we should fill the listener in on like what our perspective of yeah. production is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're probably super qualified to like lay. I that mean, out, I can probably know? get into that first. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. when it comes to that, when it comes to production, I I would say as far as if I'm having this discussion with just predominantly other music producers who go, let's let's say they don't dabble as much on the songwriting side, or at least they will consider their forte as a music producer, someone that is providing uh, the musical, instrumental, or harmonic substance mm-hmm. to support a vocalist yeah. or anything outside of that. And um, I I would first say what makes it great is, um, unfortunately, it's the same thing. It's basically understand, understanding the purpose. So, uh I'll put myself to give you an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I can produce three ways. I think I actually did a post about this once a long time ago. Mm. So learning how to produce three different ways. Like actually, there's a whole many. I'm not going to limit it to, to three. Ultimately, I'm going to just do three now because these are three most major ways mm-hmm. to produce a record from a music producer standpoint. And that is producing... A beat, which is the first thing most producers learn because they probably don't have an artist in mind unless they are the artist. A lot of people who want to get in the music industry, they just, you know, um, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, they just, they start out and sometimes they only end up just beat makers. So you don't want to end up there, but if you start there, it's not a bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, beat makers are essentially learning that music is cycles and then you're, it's a cyclical movement how much can you make this make sense to someone to put a song over it? And then does it have any type of structure? And then you go into form. Beat make- makers learn form by just making different sections, muting things, soloing things, doing drops and stuff like that, just so to give you different feel. Um, so that's on the basic level. And then you have people who write music to song and, um, I'll give people some insight because you've heard this before. He's probably said it before. Um, the way Todrick Hall writes songs is that he will write the song um, generally a verse and a chorus, sometimes just a chorus by himself, acapella, sometimes not even recorded for real, just literally on his phone, sometimes in the shower, because you can hear the water running. <laughs> um, and, you know, and he's just like, he will send that to us and he ex- literally would expect 
a full through C1 thing. And for anyone that doesn't work in the industry, that means that he's expecting an intro verse through the chorus one and possibly a tag if it's one of those type of songs. Just from that voice memo, okay? And, like, I'm not going to say you're being put in a box, but mm-hmm. that, you know, the structure and foundation is there and you you basically have a guideline. And, you, and if you can produce to song something like that, that's going to be a very strong skill point for you because there's certain people yeah. that cannot express themselves musically, but they can really write a song like that. And they need that counterpart. And then, you know, that's the great second skill. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, the hardest thing to do, I think that people don't really learn a lot of times, at least how to do effectively or efficiently, is being able to sit in a room from scratch to make a song with the artist and all music from the base point of zero. Yeah, that's a fun thing. Yes, that's my favorite thing. It's all magic. Yeah. And the thing is, and some people can't do that because it's hard to say this, but it's just like you don't always need it to be what leads the other. Because some people are just like, well, you know, if he started making a big first, I'll just let that lead me there. I was just like, and then some people are like, well, if I st- hear this, him working on this, then I'll go there. That's a good complimentary way to work. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's more of a situation. It's just like, can you create something, uh, let's say, organic enough where you didn't have to put yourself in a box just because you heard this other thing? And then mm-hmm. you can come up with something organic or you can do something slightly unnatural to what you're actually hearing. And then you give us something possibly we never heard before. Yeah. Now, that can be a little bit on vanguard, but the same way is making it collaboratively from zero is probably the hardest skill you're going to be able to get. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also the one you're going to get paid for the most because being in the room with the artist, once you get on that label level, gets you the cut. That's how mm-hmm. you get the cut. <laughs> oh, man. Being in the room. If you're not in the room... Like, trust me, there are people in the room that's getting a cut. They ain't yep. doing nothing but drinking a cup. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think that the cool thing about that is that, you know, I feel like that's usually that happens when you have more of an intimate relationship with the producer or the artist. They like know each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It, it, not that it cannot happen, but, you know, just going in with somebody you've never worked with before and like, oh, we're going to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trust there. So there's like anxiety. It, it, I mean, starting from little... scratch, even if you say that and you don't have like regular weekly experience of doing that, it can be super intimidating because if there's a hierarchy in the room, there's now an expectation of your professionalism. So they're just like, if you're in the room and you've never done this or you haven't done it often enough and you're working with people that this is all what they've do- done before and they got like a mm-hmm. decade under their wings and you are just starting, you're going to sweat. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't sweat a little bit, yeah. you know, unless you're super confident and feeling yourself and go ahead. No, I mean, but, uh, like, I mean, as not long saying as there's you people just, like that, like, shout out to them, but, but even I, yeah. fake it till you make it, you, you can kind of, you can kind of yeah. spot it. If, if no, you're seasoned, look, you can spot it. Yeah. There's sometimes when you're going to be put on the spot and you just need to go for it. I agree. Yeah. You just need to go for it. You know, just, you just got to jump up and just start singing. Yeah. And whatnot in the middle of a circle. Yeah. Um, that's and, good advice. That's, that's, <laughs> no, that's good advice. You need to understand you really when you're in that situation, where there's, you know that you have a certain talent and the majority of the people in this room are not familiar with your talent. You, one, wait for your moment. Do not chase, just take moments because that's room. a bar. Wait for your moment. It will come <laughs> because trust me, there is always wait a stagnant moment. moment. There's always a dry crazy. moment. There's always like maybe something not flowing. 
Wait yeah. for your moment. Yeah. Do what you do best very well for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then you in there like skin wear. It don't matter what happens after that point. Like skin wear? <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, yes. That's fine. No, that's works. That literally <laughs> no, works. I said, yeah. Yeah. like skin wear. Not swimwear, yeah. skin wear. Skin wear. Yeah. That's so, so funny. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but go back to what you're saying. I'm no, saying no, that was um, a good point, though. Not, no, I'm glad you said that, seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that. Actually, my first single I ever put out, like seriously and whatnot, was done that way. Like I met up with, the, I'd been meaning to meet up with this producer, Mike Dupree. Shout out Mike Dupree. I love falling Malta. up, by the way. Huh? Oh, that's so off. sweet. Oh, that's yeah. dope, man. It's like, oh, man. I don't be knowing that you like know everybody else. You can, Mike, stuff. I'll let you do it right now. 400 of your streams on Spotify is mine from that one song. That's wow. crazy. <laughs> Easily 400. We <laughs> listened to that like that. It just came out. And when it's we not had... easy just to listen to things sparingly on Spotify. That was when it was on Spotify. I mean, not Spotify, on SoundCloud. My bad. Yeah, Sound- yeah, yeah. SoundCloud. When you listen on SoundCloud, that ain't easy. You got to have the app, do all this other stuff. It ain't like uh, Apple Music, Spotify, you know, and repeat. It wasn't that easy back then. So that's what I was like, like, you know. I'm going to tell him that I'm actually flaking on him right now to do this podcast. (laughs) That's um, not flaking. I had a full conversation. That's not flaking. If I tell you, I I actually did. uh, I did a few. uh, I did a few um, production kicks based on that song, actually. I don't don't even actually think I did. Have you met him? No, I don't think so. I never did a full beat on it, but I like his instrumentation on it. You know, because there's a feeling that I was having for a while that I was like, ah, one day, we're going to do this episode. We're going to do this episode. No, no, no. Where, I'm glad not now. This. But yeah. like, we're going to have an episode where we really talk about um, niche genres mm-hmm. that really never made it or didn't have his day or we didn't take seriously. Or that might be like, the next one we do. That might have to be the next one because <laughs> yeah. the niche genre that I wanted to have that I was trying to coin was the EDMB. So it's just like, it's the e- EDM. The R and B marriage of electronic oh. dance uh, and blues, okay. electronic mm. dance and blues. Is that like and, the and wake felt, me up till it's all over vibe? Because that could have really went further than that one song. I don't know. I got to look. Don't up that wake song. me up when it's all over. That's, that that will fit into that could have. There was fit only like it. one. It's an upbeat version, but that would fit into it. Like du- Mike Dupree's falling up would fit into it because it has an EDMB drop. Yeah. Put it you know a little kind of future no that that had just dropped when me and him went in the studio and did keep it a song with me and but it's still a rhythm and blues feel yeah and delivery on the vocals so you're just like we didn't do this and i felt like edmb if it was going to be a a thing should was going to be the evolution of contemporary r&b because contemporary r&b did evolve into something that really became a lot Mm. of rap because it gets trap and r&b kind of just lived together for a while and i was just like okay What's the next thing? And then, you know, I kind of feel like we've done so much great singing over mm-hmm. traditional R&B music. Even when we do a, an old soul song, we can yeah. we can always rechannel that. I'm just like, what if we just change that whole damn production and just put an EDM kit, every different instrument, and reapply this to yeah. this team? Like, like there's certain songs I'm just like, man, there's like some Boys and Men songs that will just, could be fire now. Because it'll be a completely updated production with an EDM feel, and it can still rock at that same tempo. It don't even need to pick up on pace. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. just a complete, completely different delivery just through in- instrumentation. So yeah, shout out to Mike that's gonna Mike be Dupree the next. Thing, that. Yeah, not nah, as so, the homie, uh, and yeah, I'm flaking on him to be here right now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, um, we went in the studio and everything, and it was, this was like a 
a year of like trying to meet up with him and whatnot and we finally did and stuff and I remember my voice was completely gone and he was like bullying me to get in the studio now I'm like I wanted to get in the studio with you all year and I couldn't and now I can't even sing and so but we got in there mm-hmm. and whatnot and I didn't punk out and he's just like playing some stuff and if you're ever in the studio Mike he's gonna go through a million he's very fast mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. ideas be cold but he be like nah and if you don't say anything he will delete it Oh, and fr- it will hurt your soul. And he'd be like, oh, you say that? He's like, nah, I scratched it. You're like, what? So he did that to me one time. Oh. And then the next, he, I, he was like, you ain't get another one on me, buddy. So he was, and he started doing a little thing for keep. I was like, hold up, play that again. Mm-hmm. And whatnot. I got something. And I like, you know, I mumbled my way through it and whatnot. And it was just organic. Like the whole genesis of it, because I like, when something hits me, I can write very fast. Yeah, It's like, not, I'm not even writing. I'm just recording what I'm hearing yeah. really fastly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I try to stay in that. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that was a cool thing. It's like you kind of got to catch a bit of lightning yeah. and then like just transcribe it down and then you come back and polish it up yeah. and stuff. So that's dope. But like, yeah, could that have happened with other producers? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it depends. Yeah. Like, I, I love what you said about the hierarchy thing. It's like, that's very true, man. Sometimes yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, I'm not trying to say that, you know, uh, you shouldn't let pressure bust pipes and you should just be ready. But sometimes things can just be, especially when you're doing something like I've learned the importance of the vibe in the room, man. I used yeah. to hate when people would say that, like one of my mentors would always be like, you got to catch the vibe. And I was like, it was just one time when everybody was saying vibe and I hated it. But the, the you know, trendy words could really put you in a bad route if you're not a person that likes to follow yeah. trendy words. I'm, I'm one of those people. So I know it was it, it was like. definitely I'm that just like. Me. You just said a word that I should have understood yeah. what you were trying to put out, but yeah. the word itself triggered me. It did. <laughs> it did right. trigger me. That's yeah. I fought against the logic of the logic of what he's saying made perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes sense. But it, I just hated the word because everybody was just randomly using it. But yeah. again, the, the logic of it was no, this is it's a definition songwriting. Your own way, by the way, music is a <laughs> spiritual thing. It's this whole thing that evokes emotion in humans. So that atmosphere has to kind of be set and that's going to make it to where it just flows and it's not something you're fighting to get to. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like something that you're just like agreeing with and mm-hmm. going yeah. with and whatnot. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, man, uh, yeah, if in. you're able to do that, I, I love if you're able to mix those things together because it was like literally he was going through stuff and I'm like, ooh, oh, that's dope. Yeah. And whatnot. And I was like, no, I played it. And he wouldn't, if had I not said anything, mm-hmm. he would have deleted it. <laughs> He would have yeah. just went on yeah, to the yeah. next thing. He, yeah, I mean, yeah. he follows vibe. He follows vibe. If you don't give him the vibe, he's, he's like, oh, yeah, it's not sparking there. nothing. It's not, you know, because, hey, man. Uh, so to go off that, to piggyback off the vibe mm-hmm. thing. So I don't, rather than say what makes great production, I feel like I have more of an opinion on what makes a great producer. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Get, it. Get it. From my vantage point. No, 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 point, no, no. This, this has no, everything no, no. to do with just me and how I like to function, especially being in like the world, the session world. Yeah. Um, vibe is very important yes. You know what I'm saying But mm-hmm. I feel like Your ability to Navigate the software And the hardware Efficiently mm-hmm. Is also Equally mm-hmm. as important yeah. You know what I'm saying Now we Bro. had the con- We had the conversation You know in the last episode About how everyone Has a different role So I'm not yeah, knocking yeah. Somebody who just makes beats yeah. I'm also not knocking Someone who just engineers Yeah yeah But what I consider The super producer mm-hmm. Is the one stop shop you know, oh what I'm the one stop like, shop, the person oh where you know God. you're gonna come in there. They understand yeah. music. They understand how to 
You know what I'm saying? To your point, tap into that vibe. To where your like, demo was basically going to be like, yo, we about there. Like, yeah, yeah we going, but it's coming out sounding crispy. But that, so that's the second part of it, which is like understanding what's sonically competitive. Yeah. You know oh what I'm God. saying? Yeah. And yes, that's like the man. second, that's the second part too. Is so for me, my my favorite session personally is when I can go into a room mm. and know like we're probably going to leave this session yeah. with something that's that's pitchable. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. However, even if that's not the case, I'm mm. all about efficiency. So yeah. say you are someone who's like, yo, I make great tracks, but like I, I hate mixing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So long as you got your mixer on speed dial mm. and we can outsource it and like turn <laughs> yeah. it around real quick, mm. especially in the sync world, because a lot of times it yeah, really so. is like I got they've got this brief. We got this deadline. We need to knock this out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like you can't be on some like slow stepping. Oh, oh yeah. we didn't catch you the know. vibe. Oh, so the... like I, I mean for yeah, me they, it's like too much. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's sort of what I would define for for how I move in the industry. I prefer an efficient producer who also understands vibe. And the you funny thing about what you're saying that mm-hmm. I wanna echo that as far as like people who are this is for people who are Either prosumers or beginners, all yeah. the way up into people who basically have a decent amount of experience of at least working some type of DAW, digital audio workstation for people who don't understand that. Um, and that's where you create your music or record your music or both. Um, first thing, like I said before, you probably learn how to make beats because it's the most exciting part of joining the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Because if that's you're not true. an artist, you're like, you want to learn how to make beats. That's the fun part because actually it's like you're like a sponge. It's like Yo, the, hearing like, your first beat in a car. Yeah, you hit these pads or you insane. play this piano. Maybe you got, maybe you know a few chords or something like that. Because let's let's face it, I'm, I'm, I'm from what I've learned, one in two people who actually starts making beats don't have a lot of musical knowledge. So oh, wow. but that doesn't mean they need to start uh, just learning music out the gate before they can work with the doll. They're going to learn the doll first because the dolls are now being designed for you to learn how to work it regardless of your music knowledge. Some of them are coming pre-chord, pre-track, pre-everything. They're just like, just go. Um, there are things mm-hmm. out there where you can sing and it turns your voice into instruments and then maps it um, with your post-cold modulation into MIDI notes and stuff like that. And you're you're done. You, and you still don't even know if you sung C or an F. So when it comes to that, you should definitely learn what you know best first. Like if, mm. if what excites you first, if the beat making is what you like, just learn the statics of that. Yeah. And then to Jordan's point, learn the engineering next as a priority. Oh my God. As a priority. And the reason oh why I say God, that is man, because this is good. when it comes to musical, actual like musical pedagogy and knowledge, chords, yeah. structure, all these things and learning how to do different voices, all this extra stuff that you come that comes later. It's it's not imp- unimportant. But the thing is, we are ever learning. If you look at Herbie Ancott, he is still learning new things today. And we would think he is literally the harmonic genius that is left on this earth. So, but he isn't he can still learn things. He can still learn the super Lydian harmonic mode and stuff like that. So um mm-hmm. when it comes to that stuff, don't lean on that, especially in this industry, you know, get your staples first, get your, you know, the the cornflakes of what it comes to the music industry. Before. <laughs> Don't worry about the Kashi yet. Don't worry about the, 
all this other stuff. Like get the, the cash. Oh, oh, yeah, you were making a cereal, cereal point. thing. Like get get just get the, the get, get the Cheerios. I would have gone to I would have gone to Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah, Cinnamon yeah. Toast Crunch. Yeah. Like, golly, Mr. Whole Foods. Jesus. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I was going for something Air a little one. far out there, <laughs> something like that. The Airwans and that stuff like. Stay at Kroger. That's you know, um, but yeah, do that stuff first, and then you'll be able to be in these sessions just from the beat. Learn how to do the engineering first, and then you're going to get called for more different things just to get even more sessions done. Be yeah. able to do Yo. some mixes or even soft mixes or anything that's good enough for demo, and then you're you're basically becoming that one-stop shop that he's talking about. Yeah. And oh my don't God. be worried about all the things you may not know harmonically and musically and pedagogy. You're going to keep learning that. If you prioritize that first, you won't be working that fast. And the yeah. other option, yeah. the option to that is also what I will say, because to, my, to what I said earlier, mm -hmm. I'm referencing my own point. <laughs> to my yeah. point earlier. To my point. Uh, as the genius so, was saying earlier. Right. <laughs> as Jordan previously as, said. Yes, as, <laughs> nah, but, uh, it's the great so Dr. Martin there, there are people, like we said earlier, where it's like, this is your purpose. Like, you, mm -hmm. are cra you do crazy drums. Like, your yeah. drum sounds are impeccable. You do, like, there are some people who it's like harmonic, like instrumentally, they do crazy, or not, mm -hmm. like they do crazy chord progressions, or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like so long as you know that that's your strength and you have the humility to say, like, this is what I do, yeah. just assemble your team and have your network of people and be okay with outsourcing. Oh, and, yeah. Because some you people be, will have, okay. like, some people oh, think God, that they're bro. a one stop shop and they're autonomous. Yeah. And then Dude. the the art suffers for that reason. And I Suffer. think like when yeah, like if if you don't play guitar, it's like, yeah, sure, guitar. you can lay down a MIDI guitar, but don't be afraid to then, in my opinion, like actually get a work for hire guitar player or just give them a couple points on the back end to like get the authentic guitar. Dude. You know what I'm saying? Do a beat like, bomb. Do, do Trust it. me, a guitar hey. player need a beat eventually. I, yeah. I understand this. Like to that point, this that's <laughs> that's one of the greatest points as far as and especially in the past six years or seven years of me doing music out here because every year for the past seven years I've worked on a tour and if I worked on a tour I probably worked on the album for that tour or at least one of the albums that was on that tour and what I've learned through this process is that there are people like I said that's really good at certain things like I'm shout out right now to if you don't know Stevie Mackey, you're not listening to music or you're not you don't know what we talk about <laughs> but he's, look, the, guy, he's like, the guy who looks like I will his say, name is I Stevie don't know Mackey I know Stevie Mackey, Mackey is like the GOAT vocal coach, but I don't know a Stevie Mackey record. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's the point I'm about to make. That's the point, okay. That's yeah. the point I'm about to make. So you know him as a GOAT vocal coach. So yeah. the thing is, he may know a lot of things vocally, and uh, you may have never seen him work on a record or anything mm -hmm. like that, but that doesn't mean he doesn't work on records. So if he was working on a record, I can't say which record it is because I can't fully remember it so but, you know we was working <laughs> not even an NDA yeah, I can't was, remember but he came into the studio and like he called him in and it was just like it was like I'm thinking of, um, we should call Stevie Mackey for this he like for what it was like I, I don't know what I want to do harmonically with the vocals on here I was like oh yeah well please call him yeah. and then he showed up like that day he's just like oh I'm in ah! and like hearing all this and all this stuff and then these <laughs> Man, these harmonies were crazy afterwards. And I'm just like, we should put down on a record. That's just for the tour? Yeah. Like, they're like, let's re-record the record. Like, like yeah. and he just like, and then he was gone. And then like, you know, like, and to our effect, like we got friends, you know, Phil and Drummer and stuff like that. Like they, we don't work with them on necessarily the records, but if you just like, when we're working on a tour, it's like, you don't understand. We got three guys that play keys, guitar, and drums that all we have to do is send them 
what we think the tour is on our end, and it's going to come back blessed. Yeah. Blessed. And it's going to sound like you are there. And that's, <laughs> that takes being that takes being not precious yeah. with, with your art. That takes yeah. a level of trust. It takes a level of like removing your ego. I don't have to be the alpha and the omega of this that's song. So like ultimately, I am just the vessel that's trying to get this song to its maximum potential. I, I yeah. literally said that to one of my friends who I work with. He's actually great. And he's one of those people that I know if I, go, if I have a session with him, we're going to leave with a product that's going to be pitchable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, a, it's going to sound at demo phase mm -hmm. like something that, like, I would be okay to play in front of somebody. Yeah. yeah. And he literally took songs that um, I did and everything and literally had a meeting, like, next day at Columbia. They were like, yo, this song's amazing. Yeah. Shout mm -hmm. out to Columbia. Um, and so I literally told him, I was up for, like, because I have this EP that I'm finishing up and everything, and I was up for, like, I told him, I was up for, like, feel free to hold me on this because... Sometimes I like to make edits and too much. And I was like, Yo, I'm trying to kill the artist. When I say that, I mean, like, I, I'm not going to be too artsy-fartsy with this. Is like, at a certain point, it has to be done. And we have mm. to move on. Yeah. And there has to be a deadline. Yeah. And the, the I'm going to enjoy the process and not just get so worked up on it. It has to be this person. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. And get, I always say this to a lot of people. Put your stuff out. Because... Worst case scenario, you put something out and it's not all the way there or whatever. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person, the right person to like it. Yeah. You know what they'll do? They'll take all your music down and re-release it. Yeah. <laughs> Re-record what they need to. You, uh, who so said, like, who said you, somebody just said that? that I really like, they will uh, just take it all down. Tyler, the creator. He mm -hmm. just said that. He was just like, oh my I'll God, be finding these guys like just rent. He be having 200 followers and it was like 27 views on this video. And yeah. I was like, that's the most fire shit I ever heard. Mm -hmm. And then he hit them up. <laughs> Like, and now they got a deal like, and now they're doing it's, stuff, it's true. Like, stuff out. Yeah, and they put that stuff. You don't know. You really don't know. I'm not saying not to try your best, but like try and be like, okay, this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. This is where I'm at right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, this is the best that we can do mm -hmm. at this moment. Cool. And don't put be that out. Nah, because again, be man, it's been happening with too many tracks to where it's up like, dang, oh, that's the new version of it? Because I remember the other version, it was the mix was trash, but. The mm -hmm. heart was there, and somebody, they was like, oh, we like this. We can work with it. Boom. Mm -hmm. yeah. Took it down, re-recorded it, remixed it, put it back up. Right. Oh, my God, we love it now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you again, it takes, you do have to get out of your way. Like, really, I think the point that you guys were making, it was you have to have a tribe. You got to have a team. This is not a one-man sport at all, whether you're mm -hmm. a producer. Even if you are a one-man show, man, what is that thing they say? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with people. Yeah, maybe we maybe we cap this episode with each of our top five either producers Ooh. or productions. Oh, I mean, no, nah, you go first since you want to <laughs> ask hard questions. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. top three, or we can do top three, just top okay. like like people who are stand out. You know, what I'm saying? oh, the people that stand out. Oh, okay. yeah, I'll lead the charge. That's yeah, yeah, please do, Mister Hard okay. Question uh, Action Man. Okay, <laughs> I will say. I don't want to be cliche though either. Damn, nah, <laughs> it's like, nah, it's like I'm about cliche, to say the obvious. Cliche, cliche that but shit. no, okay, I will. Cliche. You know what's funny? So the this was like the second or third that came to mind. But, and this is for an era. This is for a specific era. It would need to be, I think, updated in mm -hmm. this current. And it's someone that I used to love, love, love. And I always knew it was their record was Brian Michael Cox. I it started was, most of my career trying to base off his he, production style. Yes, yes. So. and it was it was the balance of the beautiful melodic nature yeah. of it, and mm -hmm. like the the melodic story. Like he was a musician, mm -hmm. but also 
the the knock. I always needed the slap factor too. I always needed the hard hitting drum. So to mm-hmm. me, he was the king of that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like it gave you what you needed, yeah. you know, Playing from a percussion guy. standpoint. Yeah. But it also gave it put me in my feels melodically. So he's like mm-hmm. somebody who came to mind. Mm-hmm. Um, he would probably be in my top five. Um, who else, man? Oh, someone piggyback, and I'll, I'll have to circle back because I don't want to spend too much time. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna give you uh, some stuff. Like, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I'm going to add the antidotes that these are not. My all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. These are my uh, recency bias yeah. producers right now. So they they're most likely very eligible to make my top five when it's all said and done in life. I Will they be? One. I don't know. But two off the top of my head right now, I'm definitely going to go with uh, Jacob Collier mm. and Anderson Pac mm. because. Production wise, yeah, producers okay. wise, yeah, producer music. Final I don't product. know. I don't know Jacob Kai's production as much. Oh, I mean, I Doesn't know he produce I, all his records. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Does yeah. he? Yes, he produces everything. He plays everything. Like it's, but here's the thing. I mean, he's as much a savant as is humble to understand that he can learn anything at any moment. So the reason why I love his production style mm-hmm. is because he really cares about delivering the song in a way you can understand, but also in a way you've never heard it before. Mm. And that's the thing. That's hard to do because almost every song we understand, we've kind of heard before. And we're okay with that because that's the way song industry works. So the familiarity of the of a song makes us comfortable with listening through it. So mm. versus he will give you a little bit unfamiliar, but for some reason you're not uncomfortable and I was just like, I've never heard people apply this type of production to what ended up being pop records. So um, you're gonna have to play. A, I need an example after this. Um, I might be able to. Do you have a song you would suggest for the listener? But song, oh yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he did a song with, I think Mahalia, Tyler and, the Creator. Nah, yeah. nah. He did <laughs> Mahalia and Ty Ty Dolla Sign. All I need. Listen mm-hmm. to that. All I need by Jacob Collier. That song there. You can't have an argument with me and say that's not a pop song. But then, like, it's What's the people. one. Do, 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 do. I mean, that was the wrong melody, but it was like, oh, 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 wow. Time alone with you. That's my song. Yeah, that's it. You can't yeah. argue that's not a pop song, but the I, way he delivers that shit okay. is like, yeah, you live he, in a certain environment. Like even j- jazzers are like that, straight ahead players. I think y'all played like, that for me it was a like, few weeks back. That's crazy. This is living in a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> it's because he's like, I want to deliver this new thing to you. This, this, this. It's like something you heard before, but it's never been heard this way. And the way I'm going to present it to you is with a familiar voice. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, uh, you know, one time. Herbie Hancock did that with, um, he had an album, God, I forgot what it was, but it was with a bunch of pop artists, Lisa Keys, Christina Aguilera, he was just like, and then he presented these songs with these voices, and we can hear it, like, differently. The spectrums of the jazz world versus the spectrums of the pop world, and it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, there's a marriage there that we don't normally get to see because we separate these things so much, yeah, yeah. you know? And, um, and I think he took it to another level. It was just like, oh, no, this can be pop. This... Can be contemporary jazz. 
this can be whatever you wanted to listen to at any moment. Like, which is kind of what Quincy Jones was of, of his era. Yeah, I feel oh, like we, we always got one. Not, we probably got more than one, but we always got one in the mainstream. It was just like, they're trying to show us something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and who, uh, those are my two, but you know. I, I actually put Quincy in my well, top you didn't, as well. You didn't really talk a lot about Anderson Park, and I don't want to. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. sorry. I ain't going to play my boy AP like that. Not going to play him. Um, I was on Anderson after I heard him. I don't even think it was his song. I think it, I want to say, I want to say around 2017, 2018, he had a song with and um, and then he did a song that I think Pomo produced, um, at least the beat part of it. I only know because this is when I was driving Uber a long time ago and I actually picked up Pomo from Sony and uh, I was actually playing the song on my car and Pomo was like, I produced this shit. And I was like, no, you didn't. But <laughs> but no, it actually wasn't him. I, I was just I just never knew what Pomo looked like. Mm. So I was like, oh, just a little short guy. Okay. Um, yeah. So that record, I was just like, yeah, he he really knows how to deliver this stuff. And then I started finding out how involved he is with the musical process. And I was mm-hmm. just like, and now then that's when I know he was actually a pretty much a super producer because when he linked up with Bruno, I was just like, Oh, I hear him everywhere in this record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is this is a lot of him. This is not, you know, Anderson Pop joining like you know Smeezingtons or not joining the um. What was, the, what, was what was what was the band called before? Um, We're good, Smeezingtons. Yeah, but it was it was a band that Bruno mm-hmm. had that was actually the name of the band before he switched it up to Silk Sonic. But um, before that, when it was back when it was him and Philip mm-hmm. Lawrence and all yeah. that. So yeah. Um, you can hear it. It was like a, it was a very hard pivot. He was already doing what, what I, what I like to call, um, uh, retrophonic, which is like Ooh. retrophonic sound. It's not a real That's word. That's the name of his next album. It's not a real word, but mm. I say it every time I hear music that is in a strong retro style, but, but done so yeah. well modernly that you don't understand why it works in any era. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, this song could have came out when this was relevant. This song can come out now and be number one because it is. And it probably could have came out 10 years ago and still be hot. And I bet you it can come out 20 years from now and still be hot. So yeah. So but when I heard Anderson Pot get on this stuff, I was like, oh, that's him. That's mm. his influence. Mm. Like, he's really good. And then I heard some records after that. This like he's got this like trending. Um, Instagram thing where he's playing with this band live in the studio and I was like oh he's he really understands what he wants on the record yeah you know yeah. and that and that's like and I we we understated it a little bit but there's no understatement to understand vision is huge oh my if you God. got vision trust me you just need personnel at that point yeah. and if you got zero ego you got all the personnel mm-hmm. so ego Big personnel, small. <laughs> so, because yep. a lot of people ain't gonna stick around for the look, egos. You gotta be yeah. nice. That bag got the bag gotta be nice for big. Yeah, ego. look, big ego better have big bag. <laughs> big if ego, not, big bag. <laughs> so hey, ego, at least small personnel, please. <laughs> no, I like what you said because I remember just like hearing him. I first really got onto him at with Malibu dropped mm-hmm. and whatnot as his uh, EP. Um, what is it? 
It was a kind of an album. It was just an independent album. I, mm-hmm. I hate calling that an EP. Mm-hmm. That had like 30 tracks on it. That's a lot of tracks. I mean, mm-hmm. not 30. I'm exaggerating. But just the first joint on there, The Bird. I mean, that song always touches me, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I love that song. Just It's such a beautiful song. I don't know what it's about. But it just is like all these emotions that just hit me mm. and whatnot. And then, uh, what is that? Uh, Can't Stop or whatever. What's that? The main joint that people be... Uh, oh my god bro. oh my god bro. it's like every he's able to tap into i think what you say about vision he's able to exp- i feel like he has these things and mm-hmm. i think everybody wants to get to this point where the idea you have in your brain mm-hmm. is translated sonically and i feel like that is extremely He's able to be very accurate with that. I feel like, because he's feel like, his music feels like the music sounds in my head when I'm just hearing music on my own yeah. and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay. He's able to translate that to a sonic space and have it replay out of stereo. And that's amazing to me. Yeah. So, you know, I always have respect for him. Um, well, I'll add somebody in on it and everything. Somebody that, um, I, I thought you were going to say it for a second. And I might not be 100% correct with this because I know that there were other people involved. But when I think, if you think about it and you think about the time and you think about even hearing the records now, George Clinton. Oh, see. Nigga. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nigga. Hold up, hold up before you go. There is stuff that like when you, you think talk. about, I think, that, I think that like we're so used to it just being there that we don't consider like, hold up. That is like, like, I don't even, I feel like it's almost disrespectful to blame the drugs, even though I know that was a part of it and everything, whatever. But like, just to be able to do certain things, like you listen to those records and I'm just like, this is insane. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like everything that maybe you shouldn't do coming together and working and everything somehow and whatnot. They're just trying, they were peak creativity, just trying stuff and everything. I'm like, I would love to hear a version of one of their songs that didn't work. That they were like, we don't like this. Because it's just like, it just seemed like everything I hear from them is like, whoa. I mean, you listen to albums, you're going to find some cuts you don't like. But just for the stuff they did, it's like, it hits you in such a like, what is going on? I got Like, what is the keyboard player doing? Know. You said George Clinton? <laughs> Say it again. I don't know that I know a George Clinton song, so I got to I gotta do my research. Oh, you do. You do. You just don't know that you do. You absolutely you do. You do. It's impossible. And you know what? I'm going to play it in a minute. You know what? You know, since we have technology, we're going to use it. Um, How many seconds can you play before you... I think it's like, what, 30? uh, I don't know if it's a seconds thing, but it definitely... I definitely know it needs to be a commentary. You just can't be playing music and records and shit. So you can uh, just mute it. You can mute the music out for a second. Yeah, but uh, I'm 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 going to let y'all hear a little bit of just anywhere in that Katrin out of song. So you know what I'm talking about when I first got up on it. And and, Mm -hmm. um, just see, I'm going to just let it slip in here if... uh, if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, this sounds dope. I'm glowed up. They can't hear it because they ain't got no headphones on. Wow. But I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yes, God. Okay, that's just okay. a little bit. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I love this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, you know, if just to give you something like... Uh, you got a, a George Clinton produced record that you would prefer, Calvin? Wow. So we can um, just I would it. say uh, 
Nah, I'll just, I'll just, I, I'll I mean, just we play could that. Do a, you could do Atomic Dog if you want, or we Flashlight. Just, we're just going to do Atomic Dog, which is because I know... But George, that's insane, too, even how that song came about. Like, I mean, Jordan has to know just because he's eaten a hot dog and a hamburger before. Okay, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, we might need to start doing headphones for these other films. Yeah, so I guess, now we are. I, I got my. I always have headphones on me, by the way. So we yeah, because we're gonna this. start doing episodes where we reference video and yeah, audio content, and then we gonna put it up on the screen and all that shit. And so y'all, but no, man, the, the, <laughs> so, yeah. George Clinton, man, he just was. He literally was on another planet. Like it's mm-hmm. just like even listening to it. Like the production holds up now. Still, like they still play his stuff in the club now. That's and this was like about. bare bones technology, yeah. man. I'm you like, you can't have a barbecue crazy. without this, at least a black one. I, that's how I feel about <laughs> Quincy Jones, who's also yeah. in my top for yeah. sure. Because I, I listen to the Thriller, Thriller album, and I'm still like, wow, like yeah. this. It's literally dated in the sense of the technology. It, like there are Is things it? about, but, but but like it's very. It's aged very well. Like I listen mm. to it now, and I had the same level of respect for, if not more, because it's like my first time hearing most of his shit. I was just a kid who just listening with. I, all, I guess face you value. could say instrumentation is dated, but it's like music is so cyclical. But but point. yeah, yeah, like the information is not dated. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and I don't even want to call it dated. It it, it marked a, a point in time. Yeah. But the thing about it is, is it is timeless because we still bump it to this day. We yeah. still, you know, what I'm saying, knocking. You it. have to, like I'm saying, yeah. like yeah, there's certain songs that are just timeless, and it's just like the thing is, it's great to be. A timeless song, but also be iconic of the time it was in. Yeah, because so, yeah. sometimes there's you can't have both. Yeah. Sometimes it was an iconic song, the time is in, but we don't. Sometimes it's slow burn, anymore. twenty and year burn. And, yeah, and sometimes <laughs> it was, you know, very uncharacteristic for the time that it came out in. But then it's like smacking for life. Because Teddy like, Riley's another example. Yeah, of that Mariah Carey's freaking all I want for Christmas. Like, just the production of that song is like, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's not. Characteristic of anything she ever put out, but she owns Christmas now. That part. That's one of my goals (laughs) in life is to (laughs) own a holiday. Not not to to own a holiday, but to actually like have a have like a Christmas standard. (laughs) Because you think about it, they only have a new one like every 15 to 20 years. Like they're a very a Christmas standard. Like Mm -hmm. we will be listening to this every year. Yeah. Yeah. They do not, that is a hard list to get on. I'm not, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. It's challenging. All I want for Christmas for Ryan Carey is the new White Christmas. Oh, it's been that. That's, no, I'm not. This side of stuff like you not, think it's hot takes. It's not. Like, like, no. Words, yeah. You know how song old that song is? It's very old. I'm, I'm it's in the public domain. That's yeah. how, that's what I think that song's going to be. You're talking about 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. I'm talking oh, about yeah. in 95 years. I'm saying that's not a hot take. I, everybody, I think everybody I don't think agrees. so. I mean, the, people think other things will come along. I guarantee no, you. No, no, no. Something else All will come Christmas, along, but like that's that's been raining for 25 years or something. Like I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I might be overestimating hey, that, that might be a but little it, it's, it's like there hasn't been another one that came into... You know, oh, to, she will. To she that won't prominence. be dethroned. I mean, the thing is, there will be people added to her level over time, but she won't be dethroned because she is. That song is like White Christmas. It's almost like silent. oh no, enough it's time, like Silent enough, Night. After enough time <laughs> goes by, it will happen, which is fine. <laughs> but like, that's not even the thing about will it be dethroned. That's like okay, whatever. I'm just saying that like to even get to that apex of you are a Christmas standard is mm-hmm. 
deep because it's like not a she huge is a list. Christmas tradition. It's, yeah, that's what I mean. It's not. It's the list is like not more than what thirty. Like even even this Christmas is like a black standard, mm-hmm. but it, and it's it x into it crosses over ish, but not really. White yeah. people, they hear it. They're comfortable hearing it, but they're not like requesting <laughs> not it. Not comfortable. They are comfortable. They're comfortable hearing no, it. That's like, just a funny word. Like, I, I, I love it because <laughs> there's a meme that comes out every Thanksgiving now. On Thanksgiving Day, everybody posts this. Well, not everybody posts this. A lot of people post this frozen looking picture of Mariah Carey in her little skimpy little Santa outfit. Mm-hmm. And it's like it looks like she's clearly frozen in a block of glass. And then the caption says, enjoy your meal. This bitch is thawing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like you're right because as soon as the that sun comes up tomorrow buddy. it is officially Christmas season and I guarantee you yeah you will hear that song that day I don't care if you hear it booming like, like what, what was it car. before then but like last Christmas I gave you my like that I was never on that song no 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 is that, I don't know it's a I, thing I don't I know hear it every it's still year around but I don't know I, I hear it I every year unpopular opinion that does not matter because it does not affect her bag I don't like all I want for Christmas is you no, I also don't like Last Christmas. I don't I like that genre. Of, I don't like Last Christmas. I don't at like. All. Do, 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 I hate do, it. Do, I hate it. Do. And I also don't I like. It. I, I don't it. like songs that like feel like this. <laughs> Wait, do that again so yeah, they can see that. this. <laughs> oh, I hey, hey, hey. got the range of motion. I feel like Todd Call is an amazing artist. So what? I don't know what you're talking about. Come uh, on, <laughs> hey, the Todd Call Christmas album fired. I am gonna hold it. Actually, it actually is yeah. kind of good. It, well, there's some great think, production which, on it. No, I don't want to came out in like Stop. 2014. Y'all did the This Christmas uh, remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I was like, really? Now, he was like, I don't know if I made the cut. No, he made it. Yeah, he, he was the, the one doing the cut. He was cutting. Yeah, yeah. Because he got another one before that that I rarely listen to, so I don't even know what's on it. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's just like y'all be surprised, man. He got a library out there. But y'all, I feel like. We thoroughly uh, <laughs> yeah. unpacked, you know, <laughs> production, and we even went some other directions. Yeah. yeah. So it's been real. It's, it's been, been an real. episode. It's you know, real. it's been an episode. Leave in the pocket. comments some of y'all favorite producers and production. Favorite producers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know. understand the caveat of which we said favorite because I was going recency bias. He was going off the dome. Don't yeah. come at us with like, you ain't even say this person. And nah, I say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Tom just didn't have a time. You yeah, call like, yourself producers. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Disagree with us in the comments. <laughs> yeah, I'm Calvin right, the Second. I'm from Detroit. I, I'm out. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs>